shouting, shouting like they got the answer. Louder and louder, now I'm drowning in a sea of anger. Quick to judge, pass the blame, assign the labels. Wish we'd all stop acting like we're strangers. If we could see underneath, we are one family. And it don't matter, don't matter where you come from. Every heart beats to the rhythm of a one Hi, I'm Reverend Jen Wild, and I'm here with you again with a deck of cards and some questions. And the first question I have is, what is science of mind? And science of mind is actually a teaching. It's a philosophy, and it's a teaching. And we use the science of mind textbook for many of our classes. And the teaching is all about oneness, how we are connected. All of life is connected. All of God's creation is connected. And we are all connected to God and in God. It's also a teaching about living a life that is accountable. We are taught that it is our choices, it is our decisions, it is our thoughts that create our reality. And so anytime we choose something or anytime we think something, it becomes real to us and for us. And in that way that we are contributing to the truth and the reality of who we are. The second question I have is, what do you believe are the keys to developing the next generation of leaders? <laughs> wow. I think that what we could do and what we can do is allow the next generation to thrive. Allow them to express themselves. I'm in awe when I look at our youth today and even the small children and the ideas they have and the things they come up with and the, the way they look at life and, and the way they can explain things to you. Even my five-year-old grandson can explain something to me in a way that I would have never thought of before. And so I think maybe what we could do in our society and our planet is to let go of some of those tight reins that we try to hold on to and control and allow them Allow them to rise up, allow them to develop, allow them to do, be what they are. What is the wisest thing you have ever heard someone say? I think the wisest thing that anyone could say, that I've ever heard anyone say, is simply the truth. You know, you have that moment when someone is talking to you and they tell you something and it's just it just rings true. You absolutely know it's the truth, and you absolutely know that there's no question of what has been brought forth, and, and it resonates. And I would say that that is it. Don't try to convince me of a perspective or sway me in a different direction. Just speak the truth. That, I would say, is the wisest thing anyone could do or say.
Hi, everyone. Will you pray with me, please? So here now in this moment, this place, this time, I know that God is. I know that spirit is. All around us and within each of us is but that one living presence, that one loving God. And so I know that this time together is sacred, it is blessed. And I know that as we spend this time together, we grow. We grow in community and we grow on each of our spiritual paths. So I am just grateful for this moment in time. I'm grateful for everyone present. And so it is. So good morning, everybody. I want to talk about my dad a little bit. My father was an industrial technology teacher. Uh, he had a robot in his classroom. He had a class two laser in his classroom. Um, he had a corner sectioned off where he taught his sixth and seventh graders the basics of welding. Um, this was not your typical shop class by any stretch of the imagination. And he also taught them the rudiments of bridge building. It was the first lesson of the year, and each student had to build a, a small balsa wood bridge. And one day I went to visit my dad in his classroom, and as good luck would have it, he was grading the bridges that day. Now, they all looked remarkably similar to me, about this big and this tall, and I thought every kid's going to pass with flying colors or every kid's going to fail. I wasn't sure. And he went around the room, and he would put an egg in place in, in each of the bridges. And if the bridge held the egg, then he would remove it, and he would kind of tinker with it a little bit. He would press on it here and there just to see how all the joints held and, and whether it just stayed together. Then most of the bridges held the egg and held together. And some of the bridges held the egg, but maybe they had a joint or two come loose when he would push on it. And some of them just completely fell apart. And my dad would, he took extra time with those students, uh, showing them their errors and ultimately asking them to redo the bridge and bring it back to him. Now my dad was a good teacher, but Building a bridge was something that he never taught me to do. So after the class, I went over to him and I asked him what made some of the bridges last and what made other of them, others of them fall apart. He talked a little bit about the mechanics and the engineering, but then he said, you know, ultimately, that lesson is about the commitment of the student. Anyone can build it and anyone can build it well. They follow the instructions and if they give their real time and attention to it. He said, this tells me who I may have to give some extra time to during the year. That's what I was really testing, their commitment. Today's talk is titled, Bridges That Last. And our commitment to what I'm gonna talk about is the measure of our success, too. At Centers for Spiritual Living, we're committed to bringing about a world that works for everyone. We don't know yet what that might look like, but we know it's possible. A world that works for everyone. Can you imagine that? Who wouldn't want that? Now, you might be answering that question because you know people or you see people who maybe don't care about the world working for everyone as long as it works for themselves. So let me re rephrase the question. What unafraid person do you know that wouldn't want a world that works for everyone? 
what unafraid person. And therein lay our commitment. We must be the unafraid. Now, no, I don't live in a hole or a cave. I do watch the news, and I hear the talk. I know what's happening in the United States and in many places around the world. I didn't say it would be easy to be the unafraid. I didn't say it would be easy to be unafraid enough to help bring about a world that works for everyone. All I said is that we must be committed to being the unafraid. We can be catalysts for positive change in the world. We can unify our communities. We can bring about peace. We can indeed build a world that works for everyone. Now, Theodore Bakel said, no doubt unity is something to be desired, to be striven for, but it cannot be willed by, into being by mere declarations. And he is absolutely right. I can scream, we are committed to being the unafraid from all of the rooftops and it won't matter one bit. No. What matters is the work that we do. And the work always begins with us. The science of mind teaches us that whatever challenge lay before us, we must first address it in our own consciousness. So how do we become the unafraid? Principle and commitment to the practice of principle. Ernest Holmes said, there is but one presence in the universe. Since it is in and through everything, it must be in and through you. That quote encompasses the first two steps of the particular kind of affirmative prayer we use at Centers for Spiritual Living called Spiritual Mind Treatment. The first step is called recognition. We recognize that God or spirit is all that there is. As Ernest Holmes said, there is but one presence in the universe that is in and through everything. The second step is unification. If there is but one presence, then we must be a part of it too. We must be a part of that presence too. Every time you hear a spiritual mind treatment, you are hearing the principle of oneness. There is but one are all a part of it. Would you cut off your finger to spite your hand? No, of course not. Those living in fear, however, do just that. They don't understand when they harm another, they harm themselves. That when they take something from another, something is taken from them. But we, as adherents to the science of mind, we understand that. We understand that we are each waves in the ocean. That's what I hear most often, that we're each waves in the ocean, that we are each a part of spirit and it is all, all of each of us. Living from that space of oneness, it helps us be the unafraid. It gives us the foundation from which to build a world that works for everyone. And that's a foundation that can build a bridge that will last. What are people most afraid of? What drives the greed and the pettiness and the lying and the cheating and the hoarding that we see so much of these days? The fear that there isn't enough. Oh no, there isn't enough. There isn't enough. There isn't enough money. There aren't enough resources. I need more power. How do we combat that fear? The principle of abundance. 
What is your source? What is everyone's source? God, goddess, spirit, whatever you want to call it. This is the third step of prayer. It's called realization. We realize that whatever we could ever want or need or think we could ever want or need is here and now. Whether it's peace and clarity or a new job, realization teaches us that the source of all things is our source too. Fear is not required because nothing is kept from us. When we live from a place where we know the source of all things is our source too, we aren't afraid of not having enough. We know without question there's enough. We know without question we're enough. And that gives us the building material to create a world that works for everyone. And that's material that can build a bridge that lasts. Now we're not there yet, are we? We've got a foundation, we've got building materials, and now we need some glue. So what could that possibly be? How about the principle of wholeness? You are perfect, whole, and complete, just as you are. Mad in traffic, you're still perfect, whole, and, whole and complete. You're terrified of the election results, you're still perfect, whole, and complete. You forget for a moment that God is your source and God is all there is, you are still perfect, whole, and complete. I most love what is embedded, what is deeply embedded in the principle of wholeness, and that's forgiveness. You can forgive yourself for getting angry in traffic. You can forgive the yuts that cut you off for not being the driver you needed them to be. And I know this sounds insane, but you can forgive politicians. Now I'm not saying excuse bad behavior or we overlook bad actors. But can you see that power grabs and money grabs are fear-based? Most of all, you could forgive yourself for forgetting all these principles and acting out of a place of fear. Because under it all, you're still perfect, whole, and complete. And that's the glue that can help build a world that works for everyone. And that is the glue that will build a bridge that lasts. No matter what happens, no matter what anyone says or does, no matter what we're thinking, the principles do not change. There is but one presence. It is the source of everything, and we are perfect, whole, and complete within it. I believe that. I know that. If you don't believe that, fight me. I am unafraid. Living from principle when the world feels like it's on fire can be challenging. But I feel very strongly that this is our work to do. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the reason why the world lacks unity and lies broken and in heaps is because man is disunited with himself. Principle unites us with ourself. There is but one presence. It is the source of all things. I am perfect, whole, and complete within it. We have this amazing teaching at our fingertips in the science of mind. We can certainly talk to other people about it, but evangelism 
is it necessary? The best way we prove our principles is by living them. The good of our lives becomes the power of the demonstration. We don't just build a bridge. In some ways, we become one. And what we can expect is nothing short of transformation. Of course, we ourselves are first transformed. Imagine your life with no fear in it. Not to say there wouldn't still be difficulties, but no deep fear that you've been in some way abandoned. Living from these principles can take us to that place. How could we be abandoned by something that is everywhere and everything? From there, the transformation spreads. Your family, your neighborhood, your community, your state, your nation, our world. I'm not saying we all think alike and act alike. But the deep fear that feeds greed and pettiness and hoarding and harm falls away. It's not necessary because everyone has enough and knows they are enough. We come to understand that we are never forsaken or abandoned. The world works for everyone because everyone knows how it works. We all understand that there is one presence that is everywhere and everything. We understand that we cannot possibly be outside of that. We understand that everything we need is available to us now. And we understand we are perfect, whole, and complete, no matter what. A world that works for everyone will be built by the unafraid. Oneness, abundance, and wholeness are principles that can help us become the unafraid. It's a hard commitment to make. But one I challenge us all to. We can build one hell of a bridge together. One that works for every single being on this earth. We have the foundation. We have the building materials. We have the glue. Will you commit to this challenge with me? Let's build this together. Because together is the only way. Please join me in a moment of prayer. So once again, I center myself here now this, in this space, this time. This oneness, this wholeness, this abundance that is God. And I know I am not forsaken. I know I am not abandoned. I am a part of it, and it is all of me. And because this is true for me, I know it is true for every being on this planet. I know that we are perfect, whole, and complete. I know that anything that we could ever want is available to us right now. I know peace is ours. I know clarity is ours. And I know the blessings of our diversity is ours now. And so I just say thank you. I say thank you to the infinite spirit. I say thank you to that one presence, knowing that this is already done in the heart and the mind of that one. And I let it go. I release it into a law that only knows yes. 
I let it go and I let it be. And so it is.